0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store.
1: strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. Attorneys for former Trump campaign official Michael Roman claim Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis has an ongoing romantic relationship with Nathan Wade, the special prosecutor she hired to work on this case. I tell you, I gotta plead ignorance on this thing because if anyone had said anything to me at all when I first started here that that sort of thing was frowned upon... <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I've worked in a lot of offices and... <laughs> I tell you people do that all the time <laughs> live from the matthews brothers studios
0: audacity announced it will lower its debt from nearly two billion dollars to 350 million i declare
1: bankruptcy you
2: know the fact that people think that government
1: eh, you know it's, it's it does it really even do anything and i'm like oh my god
0: lauren was supposed to do a paper on why government matters this is what she wrote
1: it doesn't Well said. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's
2: Howie Carr. Welcome to the Howie Carr Show. And yes, you heard that right. The the, uh, Channel 5 uh, anchor cupcake, the blonde bimbo. Her name is, never heard of her until this morning when someone sent it to me. Erica Tarantel, or Tarantel. She called Odyssey the world's worst radio company that I used to work for, I call them Intercon. That's their old name, Intercom, Intercon. Intercon happens, you know. Sometimes you're out walking in the woods and you suddenly step in a pile of hot steaming Intercon and you gotta scrape it off your shoe. It's terrible. But she called it not Odyssey, but Audacity. (laughs) (laughs) It was a throwback to the old days of uh, TV news with... uh, you know, the Ron Burgundy days and uh, Kate Sullivan of Channel 7 Carling Iwo Jima, E-O-Jima. Audacity. I guess it does take audacity to take out $2 million in loan and then stiff the uh, creditors for $1.6 and then claim you should keep your job because you're doing such a great job. It is a- We'll play the whole cut later on. Audacity. <laughs> oh, boy. 844-542-42, breaking... Lo- News, you know what I always say, in the halls of justice, the only justice is in the halls. Today, Ray Epps. Remember him from January 6th? Fed, fed, fed. If you ask a cop if he's a cop, he's like obligated to tell you.
1: It's in the <laughs> Constitution.
2: <laughs> he got probation today. He was there for two days. He was screaming and inciting riots, fomenting sedition and insurrection, and today a, uh, a, a uh, an Obama stooge, James Bozberg, the judge, gave him probation. Pro-ba- he didn't even have to come I'm to shocked, court. Shocked. He didn't have to come to court. Trump was in court today in that very same courthouse in D.C., and this guy fed, fed, fed. As they as they chanted he denies it he got b- he got big write-ups in uh, the New York Times in, in 60 minutes because because he was such a big Trump guy obviously because they always given puff pieces and sob stories to, to Trump guys and uh, they, they said oh well, he was he was framed he he was you know that was terrible what Tucker Carlson and Fox News did them to so today he got probation remember the guy that, the guy from the Proud boys the the black guy Enrique, Henry Henry Enrique Torrio, he was in Baltimore at the time. They even said that in the press release, the feds, that he, he observed what was happening from a faraway place. I wouldn't call Baltimore a faraway place, but it was not in the District of Columbia. And they gave him 22 years. He wasn't there. Epps was there on January 5th and January 6th, fomenting the crowd of insurrectionists, as they called them. And he gets probation, and the black guy gets 22 years. And by the way, his uh, his white co-conspirators got respectively 10, 15, 17, and 18 years. And they did less than Ray Epps. But but he was he's on the level. You can trust him. He's not like the others. He's he's not a Fed. Not a Fed. He, How about the one guy? Go in, go in, get in there, everybody. Epps,
1: get in there. Go, go, go. Nothing happens to him. What happened with him? Nothing happens.
2: <laughs> what do you mean nothing happens? He got probation. He had to, he had to fire up his computer, his laptop, to get on Zoom, to be there. Can you imagine that? You you start. Well, they, they said this is the worst thing since uh, Pearl Harbor, nine eleven, and Fort Sumter combined. And don't don't forget to remember the Maine. <laughs> and and he doesn't even have to show up in court to get probation. Wow. But everything's you know, everything's on the level. Just remember that. Don't ever forget that. You know, blind justice. Blind. 844-542-42 844-542-42. So that's the uh, that's that's one of the stories. But I think the the bigger we knew that that was coming. But this was really a surprise this, uh, this Fanny, it was to me anyway, Fannie Willis. she's the uh, daughter of a Black panther and she's just this uh, rabid Democrat operative, uh, George Soros. I think she- I don't know if she was paid for by George Soros, but she she acts like a George Soros plant like a Larry Krasner or a fox or you know or, uh, or, or a Gascon. And uh, so she's down in Fulton County, which is Atlanta. and She's indicted Trump and all these other people, seventeen, eighteen people. Well, yesterday, one of the uh, one of the co-defendants, a guy named Mike Roman, he's just a political operative for Trump. He uh, his lawyers filed a uh, motion tra- trying to throw the the indictment out, and the reason is that uh, you know uh, apparently the the allegation in the uh, in the complaint is that. Uh, Fannie Willis, the prosecutor that she's appointed to, uh, to, to bring these, uh, these 17, 18 people before the bar of justice, as, as it were. Uh, you know, I'm trying to keep a straight face as I say that. That's her boyfriend. She's paid this guy $654,000. He, he she hired him when the, he was married and they were having an affair and they've uh, they've gone they've gone according to uh, according to the uh, to the filing uh, he has he has used the money to take Willis on lavish vacations to quote Napa Valley California Florida and the Caribbean it's the
1: only way to fly
2: <laughs> so is it safe to say that uh, this this, uh, this this lawyer. By the name of Nathan Wade, was he going around the world with Fanny at taxpayer expense? If you see what I'm getting at. 654, thousand dollars to her, to her boyfriend, to her boyfriend. You know, Trump was saying last summer that she was she was cavorting and canoodling with uh, you know thugs and rappers that she was defending or prosecuting, and I don't know if that's true or not. She denied it, but uh, they they seem to have this one uh, this one uh, tied up pretty nicely. 844 508. hundred forty two forty two five zero eight. Don't for didn't the FBI frame a guy for a mob hit in Chelsea? The guy was in Florida. Gotta love the feds. Yeah, that was Louis Greco. Uh, Louis Greco was in Florida when they whacked uh, Teddy Deegan, and uh, they, they convicted him. He died in prison 35 years later, and the feds knew he was—the feds knew. They, they, they sent a memo to J. Edgar Hoover the next day pointing out who did it, but then they framed uh, Louis Greco and uh, Joe the Horse Salvati and, uh, and uh, Peter Lamoni and, uh, and uh, Henry, Henry Tamilio for the, for the hit. Because they wanted to, they, that's, that's the feds. That's what they do. That's what the G-men do. They've always done it. We've had three, maybe four generations of corrupt FBI in Boston. Peter Strzok worked in Boston. That's where he learned the tricks of his trade. It's where he learned to smell Trump voters in in the Walmart, I guess. 404, why would Lloyd Austin claim he had an elective procedure for prostate cancer? Sounds fishy to me. Yeah, this whole story about uh, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, and it wasn't just once he was in the hospital, it was twice. The first time was December 22nd, that was Friday, before Christmas. That was, and I had the sleeve operation myself. I had it done on a Friday, and it's a good day to do it on a Friday because you got the whole weekend to recover. And, you know, you're not at 100% on Monday, but you're okay. But Monday was Christmas, so he got another day, and I thought that's that makes sense that he would get the the sleeve if it was the sleeve because that was the original story. And then apparently on January 1st there was a uh, problem, which, you know, that, most people don't have problems with the sleeve. I mean, it's it's an invasive surgery, but, uh, you know, or the band is worse. You know, it's the band is like getting cut with a broken beer bottle, but the sleeve is just incisions. But anyway, he he went back into the hospital on January 1st and then was in until Thursday or Friday and they didn't tell anybody for 3 days. But now the story today is not that not that it's the sleeve, which was never officially confirmed, but that he had prostate cancer. Why why is he why was he hiding that? I mean there's you know there's nothing there's there's nothing embarrassing Uh, I mean, I don't think there's anything embarrassing about getting the sleeve, but there's definitely nothing embarrassing about going in for a cancer operation. I mean, look at the the Rudy Giuliani had prostate cancer. All kinds of people have have prostate cancer. It's a very common occurrence among males, obviously. I, I don't know. This is a very, very strange story. 844-500-4242. 844 I'll read you what uh, Trump had to say uh, about this, uh, the Fannie Willis uh, situation. It's, uh, it's pretty funny. And it, you, know, you know what's really amazing, too, about the, this whole thing? This story breaks yesterday, right? What did the mainstream media run with yesterday? they ran with the story about there, there's new filings in the, in the Epstein case and, and there were tapes, there were sex tapes of Bill Clinton and Donald Trump and then you read four paragraphs down and the, the woman who said that admitted that she lied and she admitted that she lied in 2016 so this is older than the, uh, the fake stories about the P-tapes in, uh, in Moscow but they still led with it and this morning I ran into a guy that I, that I see all the time and he says, what did you think of those Epstein tapes? I said, those were fake. Those were fake. What about Fannie Willis and her boyfriend? The guy, she wants to put Trump in jail and she hired her boyfriend and gave him almost a million bucks. But you know, I, you know, the vast majority of people don't know about this yet. Will they ever know? None of the uh, deep state, state-run media has anything to say about it. 844-500-4242. My father-in-law had prostate surg- cancer surgery and it definitely was an elective surgery. Yeah, it's it's elective if you elect to live. You know, you can get it done and chances are pretty overwhelming you're going to make it. But if you don't get it chances are equally overwhelming you're you're going to die. So, yeah, it's not too elective, I don't think. The Thunderstorm 3-pack from my friends at Eden Pier are back in stock. Yes, they had a mad rush over the Christmas season, but now they are good to go. It's not a surprise that everyone wants and loves the Thunderstorm due to how well it works and how affordable it is. Dave Henchey has one in every room at the Nauset Beach Inn on Cape Cod. Paul Rizzo has made multiple purchases, and Dr. Matt, the vet, swears by them. You've texted and emailed me asking when the Thunderstorm air purifiers would be back, and the answer is now. The the Eden Pure Thunderstorm is an odor eliminator that is small enough to hold in your hand and doesn't take up any floor space. It also doesn't need filters, which saves you time and money. For pet odors, cooking smells, tobacco, musty basements, and everything in between, you need the... Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack. Taylor, where do you use your Thunderstorm air purifier? I keep
1: mine in the basement. Takes care of all the basement smells you talked about. Uh, The cat does her business down there. And it's it's an old basement so it's got its own funky aroma sometimes. So uh, the thunderstorm is constantly working and keeps the air fresh, clean and there's no odors in my basement.
2: No filters to replace. You don't have to empty out any water out of the hampers. It's just very simple, and it works perfectly. The the Thunderstorm Air Purifier 3-pack is back in stock now. Order now at EdenPureDeals.com. Use code HOWIE3. That's HOWIE and the number 3 to get yours now. That's EdenPureDeals.com, code HOWIE. I'm Howie Carr.
0: Get a crash course from the captain on everything he's talking about in today's show. Go to HowieCarshow.com and click on today's edition of Howie's Homework. You'll be up to speed on today's news in no time.
2: The Howie Carr Show is back. The New Hampshire primary, two weeks from today. It's, it's pretty interesting. We're going to talk to Caroline Levitt about it uh, coming up, but I, I figured it'd be a good poll question today. Today's poll question is brought to you by Rizzo Insurance. When was the last time you had someone audit your insurance to see if you're getting the most coverage for your money? Contact Dan or Paul Rizzo at com. They have helped me and my staff, and they can help you save money, too. Get the Rizzo Insurance audit at no charge, no obligation. RizzoInsurance.com. Taylor, what's the poll question? What are the results thus far?
1: Today's poll question, which you can vote in at com, is, If you were an independent voter in New Hampshire, which ballot would you pull January 23rd? GOP to vote for Nikki Haley? GOP to vote for Donald Trump? Democrat to cast a write-in vote for
2: Joe Biden, or Democrat to vote for Dean Phillips? He's the congressman from Minnesota who is on the ballot. I'm voting for Phillips, if I would be voting for Phillips.
1: 15% say they'd vote for Phillips, 75% say they'd vote for Trump,
2: 7% for Haley, and 2% for Joe Biden. <laughs> Again, worst job in America right now, knocking on doors, asking people to to cast a write-in ballot for... Uh, for Brandon 844-500-4242. We'll talk more about this. There's new polls out today. It's pretty pretty interesting situation up there. By the way, Phillips had a uh had a had a meet and greet today. I know the weather's crappy and you know it's been crappy for a while. It's going to get worse t- tonight and tomorrow. Nobody showed up. Nobody. That's not a good sign. He's not spending much time up there. Anyway, 844-500-4242. Uh, Bruce from the Mets. It is elective in that you choose chemo and radiation treatment instead of removal. I just wanted it out of me. Yeah. No, that's yeah. But you know, it's it's nothing to be embarrassed about. That's the key. I I don't understand why you can't just announce you're going in for for this this surgery, which you you know I mean. Rush Limbaugh was terminally ill with lung cancer, and he announced it right on the air. I mean, that's that's just one of the things you have to do, I think. Gary, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Gary.
1: Yeah, Howie, I just, that statement you just made from Bruce pretty much took my wind out of my sails with what I was going to say. And mine, they rate them, and I could have watched and waited, but I wanted it out. But what makes perfect sense is that he had to go back in. So you're going to have catheter for about 12 days after something goes on with that after well you're going to be awful pain because you can't go and it's common for guys to wind up back in there but this isn't the only thing in that story that makes sense is what happened to him if this is the case you know, everything else not saying anything is is so bizarre but they not saying
2: it what's the big secret right you're, like you say you're going to have it but uh, what what happened with the? it's described the way it is it's possible and that does make sense yeah, I. Some some people are saying that the uh, that he that everybody knew in the Pentagon that he was going in, and that uh, the the Biden people threw him under the bus. But uh, I, I, don't, I'm not even sure I believe that. I this none of this seems to make much sense to me. Thanks for the call, Gary. Uh, Bob, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, Howie, thanks for taking my call. You know, uh, I kept suspecting that something was awry here because he was being so secret about it. And it came to mind that he might be getting a vasectomy, and he didn't want his wife. Oh, come on. Come on. He's kind of old to be getting a vasectomy, Bob, isn't he? By the way, I, I throw that one in, too. I've had a vasectomy. I had a vasectomy, and I broadcast on the show that day. I, I did. I had a vasectomy, and uh, Buddy Cianci was there beside me, believe it or not. I woke up out of the haze, and he had a knife uh, over my head. He was just screwing around, but it was not... Not a good thing to wake up to. Thanks for the call. 844-500-4242. 844 500 42844 I've had all the I've had all the uh, elective up. Op- now vasectomy is elective. Hair, teeth capping. Those are all elective. Hip replacement not not really. I guess you can elect not to have it if you want to limp. I'm Howie Carr. from the Matthews Brothers Studios. 844-500-4242. 617 says uh, Nikki Haley also had to cancel a uh, meet and greet in Iowa at the last minute due to poor turnout. Yeah. And then, again, that was, I think, yesterday. And then this morning it was Dean Phillips, the Democrat in New Hampshire. And someone says, I I should know this, but uh, why is Biden not on the ballot in New Hampshire? because they made a deal with South Carolina. It was a payback to James Clyburn, the uh, congressman from South Carolina for endorsing him in 2020 and saving his campaign. They said they were gonna let, uh, let South Carolina have the first primary because it was more representative of the United States than New Hampshire. Well, uh, I don't think so because what are the, what are the chances of, of, a rep, of a Democrat carrying South Carolina in November? Zero. Zero. So that's how representative it is. I mean, what's the difference? And I don't. I don't blame the Democrats in New Hampshire for saying, "Yay, screw you, Joe." You know, we're gonna. We're gonna. Uh, we're gonna have our primary anyway. But he's not. He's not on the ballot. So now, now they say they sent the letter out last week saying that uh, telling the New Hampshire Democrat Party. I read the letter on the air. To what uh, that it was meaningless to have the primary, but then after saying it was meaningless, they sent Mara Healey, up the meaningless governor of Massachusetts, up to campaign for the meaningless president of the United States in the meaningless primary on January twenty third, and then the AG said said cease and desist from calling the primary meaningless because it's voter suppression. I thought that was a a good move by the the AG in New Hampshire, who's an appointed. Uh, by the, uh, by the Republican governor, Chris Sununu. Anyway, we'll, we'll be talking more about that with uh, Caroline Levitt, what's going on in New Hampshire when we come back, including the right-end votes and what's going to happen on the Democrat side, Which which I actually find, I think that's more in play than the Republican side, frankly. All right. Time now for Grace with the news.
0: Yes, Howie. Bob Menendez making waves today. He was railing against his latest bribery charges on the Senate floor today. He defended this is from Axios. He defended his actions, claiming he was being indicted for things many senators do during legislative and diplomatic processes. So really
2: they get gold bars? (laughs) And Mercedes.
0: This is kind of like the George Santos defense. I'm not. I lied, (laughs) but everybody else is lying, too. Um, But how you I think you were off when the follow up happened, because obviously we've talked a lot about Egypt and those accusations. But now we have the the follow up with the Qatari government. um, And this is what Bob Menendez said. He said the suggestion that an introduction um, of a constituent to a Qatari investment company is illegal, is not only wrong as a matter of law, it is dangerous to the important work all of us senators do.
2: Isn't that why they got Jeff Sessions excused as the uh, attorney general on the uh, Russian collusion hoax, quote-unquote, probe? Because he met somebody at a buffet table at the Cleveland Convention in 2016?
0: <laughs> I forgot about that.
2: But I guess I guess they're different rules for different senators, depending on what party they're in.
0: He's really, though, like when you think about it, Bob Menendez, he's just, he. the beat goes on. He's not going to stop. He just keeps saying like, nope, this is wrong. This is a witch hunt. I mean, I don't think today, and, and I could be wrong on this, but at least from the piece I read, he didn't mention anything about racism or <laughs> xenophobia or anything like that. So maybe he's... He's cooled he's cooled it a little on that front, but he was using some strong harsh language.
2: Well, you know, again, the old saying, you know, if you have the facts, pound the facts. If you have the law, pound the law. If you don't have the facts or the law, pound the table. Yes. I think I think he's in phase three.
0: So Howie, yesterday you were discussing Dr. Fauci and this closed door testimony, and now we have more information on it. Uh, Red State actually wrote down a list of the highlights. The ones I wanted to read to you include that Fauci claimed he did not recall pertinent COVID-19 information or conversations more than 100 times. Now, yeah. give us the Howie Card judgment on this. You've seen the Billy Bulger, I do not recollect, I have no recollection, I do not recall. We've seen this before, Christopher Wray. I think, Where does he, this rank? I think
2: he may be approaching the I do not recall record because do, do you do you recall... His testimony when the uh, the AGs of uh, I think uh, Missouri and Louisiana were in, were interviewing him in the lawsuit they filed about the uh, that he was conniving uh, collaborating with social media to shut down quote unquote disinformation i.e. the truth mm-hmm. about COVID. Remember that? Yeah, that was November 2022. I looked it up because I wrote a I wrote a column about uh, COVID coming back today. That you know the. The more Joe Biden sinks in the poll, the more the media hysteria goes up about COVID. Have you noticed that? It's, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fact. But anyway, when he, was, when he was being questioned by the AGs of Missouri and Louisiana, do you know how many times he took the, the, uh, the I do not recall route?
0: Like 86?
2: 174. Oh. So yesterday wasn't even his personal best.
0: Yeah, yesterday but he, again he's
2: back he's back today so he he may have uh, he mm-hmm. may have beaten his record his all-time record today
0: yeah i think he'll at least get another hundred in there today If he at least yeah i
2: don't least. recall
0: but you know what how he usually he's like, like he's
2: like a quarterback you know uh, like a tom brady guy yeah, you know what? on an average day he throws for 300 yards right i don't recall such conversation
0: Yeah, he's also like Tom Brady because his biggest competition is himself. You know how really good athletes say that? I'm only competing against myself. So let's hope he can break his record. But this was a a statement from subcommittee chairman Brad Winstrup from Ohio. And I really like this one line that I'm going to read here. He said, while leading the nation's COVID-19 response and influencing public narratives, he simultaneously had no idea what was happening under his own jurisdiction at NIAID. Dr. Fauci signed off on all domestic and foreign Foreign research grants without reviewing the proposals, and admitted that he was unaware if NIAID conducted oversight of the laboratories they fund. That's a huge story, Howie. If we're funding all these labs, and Dr. Fauci doesn't even know uh, what's going on there, there's no oversight. Is it any surprise that uh, uh, that the coronavirus well, how broke about, out?
2: They, they also showed him apparently an email from 2020 where he basically admitted. That, uh, that the Wuhan lab had created it, although he, he he disputes, you know, the definition of gain of function. But he admitted that the Wuhan lab had committed it. And they said, what what about this thing? You know, you say you didn't you didn't know anything about this, but here's this email that you wrote and you said it was done. And he said, oh, I didn't know that for a fact.
0: Yeah, that email. Oh, oh, OK. Howie, how long will it be till we hear that email had all the earmarks of Russian disinformation from John Brennan or James Clapper? That's what we should wait on. Uh, Grace's News is brought to you by Tux Trucks GMC. They're your Fisher plow distributor in Hudson, Mass. If you need a plow for your half-ton pickup, you can check out the Fisher EZV. It's lightweight but built strong to handle the demands of a New England winter. So check it out at tuxtrucksgmc.com. Howie, I wanted to know your opinion on the story about the journalists who were caught on a hot mic joking about Trump oh, being assassinated—that is so bad. Did t- okay, because I actually heard this and I didn't think it was—it was that bad. I—I I, but maybe it's just because now I've heard such horrible things said about Trump. Can that we I, call it
1: press room talk? instead of locker room talk
0: that's that is what it seemed like they but it's weird that they did this cuz there were cops right next to them there were cops next to them you have to know there's there's live hot mics and feeds and everything like that right
2: and these people are, you know, they're quote unquote journalists. I mean, they should know never to never to speak into a an, into a mic. Whether you you don't know if it's hot or not. You know, people sometimes tell me, you know, you're, you know, you know, when you're on a break on the social media, you're still on uh, on the mic, and I know that, but that's why you never hear me say anything bad.
0: <laughs> Howie, by people you mean me? I yes. tell you that a lot. I say Howie just so you know people can hear you, and Howie says. I'm not saying anything bad. And I say, I know you're not, but I'm just reminding you. Yeah, I've it's been just on good. C-SPAN.
2: I've been on, in the old days, I used to be on C-SPAN sometimes. And, and I'd be, you know, I'd be saying, you know, stuff to the female, other female reporters in the room. And they'd say, do you know what you just said to that woman? I say, of course I do. You know, <laughs> you want me to wave to you too? Hey. <laughs> but let, let's play the cut. Let's play yeah. the cut of these people laughing about the, what they, yeah, they're waiting for Trump to come into the courthouse. And, you know, you just get the – it's just the wide shot, you know, that you have something to cover your narrative with. But this this is what they're just joking about, cut 19.
1: You know, the worst part is even if he has his window open and he's hanging out of it, he'll be on the other side of the car. <laughs> I mean, if he's driving, we've got a good shot. Yeah, if he's driving with the front window open. Yeah, I mean, or if it's a convertible. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. Like or, if he just pulls up by like – Like JFK? Auto, yeah. It's like a – <laughs> a I it's No, I'm not, i Maybe someone just like they told JFK. You know what you should do. You should take a convertible. <laughs> it's so nice
2: out. It it just goes to show where their heads are at.
0: Do you think the, you, know, do you, that's you think the, the first that, that guy... state
2: that state run media.
0: But do you think the first guy who said a convertible—that's where he was going with the joke? That's yeah, my I, question.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's yeah, that was where he was going. I mean, it's but it's it's still a it, it's it's. I don't a, think
1: so. I think he was talking about you know what would be the most advantageous scenario right. to get a good camera shot, and then he said convertible without realizing what that might, you know, bring up images of. And the other guy thought of that immediately. Huh? Yeah. like oh, that's never happened in history before. That's what Resident I read it traveling as traveling in a convertible.
2: And appara- apparently, that according to the the histories of what happened, the uh, the the F the uh, Secret Service didn't want him in a convertible. They just thought that was just bad policy. And but he insisted upon it.
0: Well, it's so and, much more uh, work for them if he's in a convertible. You know what I mean? There's so many more things right. that could go wrong. And
2: the, plus, they were all hung over because it had been a Jack Ruby strip club the night before. That oh. was another that's another fact that you don't hear too much about.
0: Is that in Kennedy Babylon one or two?
2: I believe it is. <laughs>
0: Oh, how <laughs> available <convenient>. at
2: HowieCarshow.com. <laughs> All
0: right, Howie. That's it for me.
2: All right. Thank you, Grace. 844-500-4242. 844-500-4242. In the past couple of years alone, close to 50 satisfied Howie listeners have allowed J.J. Manning auctioneers to sell their valuable real estate assets quickly, contingency-free, and for the highest price the market will pay. Don't wait. You can be the next. Since 1976, J.J. Manning's project-based approach of selling real estate has generated positive results for individuals, families, builders, companies, banks, estates, and more. You set the sale date, and you have one consolidated open house. No surprise nor last-minute showings. J.J. Manning sellers are never left out in the cold wondering about interest on their property. Weekly inquiry reports provide measured progress and create a sense of teamwork through the auction process. There is no distress. You set the terms, you sell contingency-free, and the buyer pays all commissions. J.J. Manning uses their 30-30 marketing plan. 30 days of advertising and 30 days to close. No haggling and no changes to your deal. To learn more on how to get your commercial, residential, or land sold quickly, contact Charlie Gill at 800-521-0111 or visit jjmanning.com. Call Charlie today at 800-521-0111 or go to jjmanning.com and get your real estate sold. I'm Howie Carr. Howie Carr will be right back. He's Howie Carr, and he's back. four four five42 42 978 I agree with grace I don't think that was bad compared to the stuff we hear today but definitely dumb w- would they ever say that ab- let me ask you this would they ever say that about Biden or Obama or even even George W Bush they but they would say it about Trump I mean it just it just goes to show where where their heads are at I mean it's you know not they're not going to be you know questioned by the Secret Service about it but it just it just shows you where their where their heads are at eight, four, four or five. I mean, I've heard a lot of, you know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, well, like you say, locker room talk, which is now press room talk. But, you know, that's you, you want to watch yourself. That's the other thing, too. They they have no fear because like like Biden or like Menendez or any of these people, they know they're never going to they're never going to be called on it because they're Democrats. 844-500-4242, 844 500 42. John, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, John. Hi, Howie, uh, first time caller, long time listener. Um, I just wanted to touch on the Teddy Deegan
1: case. Uh, my grandfather was the fifth man that was uh, incarcerated for that uh, murder that was everybody was set up about, uh, Wilford Roy French. Oh, Wilfred and, uh, Roy I French.
2: Yeah, he used to send me uh, cards sometimes. Yes, he he was wow. the uh, wow. he was the actual, tr- he was one of the actual trigger men.
1: Well, he had to sign papers to get out of jail, but, you know, who knows who really pulled the trigger. Um, but what I was getting at is that I just had to beat my own case where the state police are still falsifying police reports and lying under oath trying to imprison people. And I, I it took me five years, and I finally beat my case have my charges dismissed and it it, it, it just goes to show that uh, nothing's changed and they're still as corrupt as ever.
2: I, I, I agree I mean there, there there's a lot of uh, still a lot of corruption there you ought to look at the uh, list of uh, the top wage earners in Massachusetts uh, in on uh, on the state payrolls and uh, it's the the amount of money that the superior officers and the state police are making it's it's amazing it's not as obscene as the people at UMass are making Marty meehan the former congressman is up to 802 dollars Thousand dollars a year, eight hundred and two thousand dollars a year. There's a woman named Nefriti Nefertiti, I should say, Nefertiti, the Black Queen from ancient times. I think uh, she's she's the the queen. She's now the queen of DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at UMass. She's making over four hundred thousand dollars a year. Over four. What, is, what do you do when you're running DEI? I think you just complain. You just complaining and you try to get more people hired to just complain. What, what do they do? Well, look at all these people on the state. And they, All the top earners are either at UMass or the state police, and UMass has the top, the top group. The basketball coach, I think, is making $1.6 million a year. $1.6 million. As Bill Veck, I always use the, this quote, uh, the former baseball uh, owner, it's not the high co- cost of talent that's ruining the game. It's the high cost of mediocrity. Pay a guy $1.6 million to coach at UMass? Are you kidding me? Dr. J ain't coming through that door. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dennis, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Dennis. Howie, uh, regarding Lloyd Austin, when I was in the Army, the couple of times that I was found to be AWOL, uh, I was punished,
1: and I wasn't even in command of everything
2: yeah I, I I know I mean the you know that guy that last caller was talking about uh, you know uh, injustice in uh, Massachusetts I the military has had plenty of injustice remember the uh, remember the sailor who took the picture of himself uh, on a uh, on, on a on a submarine a nuclear submarine and it was just to send to his girlfriend or his parents and he got I think 10 months in the brig Dennis I can
1: un- I can understand the punishment because if you don't punish them, there's going to be more of it.
2: 844 500 any update on Turtle Boy. We, uh, I, I told Taylor to see if we can get his lawyer on just to discuss what's going on. There's still uh, someone still filing, uh, filing stories on TB Daily News, but uh, we'd like to know what's going on with him. He's uh, incarcerated in the, in the uh, Norfolk County House of Correction in Dedham. Uh, Mike, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Mike.
1: Yeah, Howie, listen, uh, this situation with Austin, there's something no one's talking about. It's what's known as dereliction of duty. Now, listen, under U.S. Code, Title 10, which I'm sure you're familiar with, Section 92, anyone that incapacitates themselves in any manner that prevents them from performing their duties is in deep doo-doo with this.
2: Yeah, but I, you know, Mike, I, I mean, I, you know, if he, if he, if it was prostate cancer, I mean, I don't think, I, I don't think it's a problem. I don't know why he didn't, why would this, there wasn't a press release. I mean, it would have been a routine press release. It wouldn't have been, it would not have been front page news, I don't think. If uh, the, the only reason this is uh, percolating is uh, because, There was some kind of cover-up. I'm not even sure what kind of cover-up it was and how much of a cover-up it was. But like they always say, it's not the crime, it's the cover-up. And in this case, there was no crime, but there was a cover-up. I'm Howie Carr.